0: Welcome, everybody, to The Ascent Podcast, Episode 3. I'm your host, Steve Campbell. The Ascent is all about documenting the journey through storytelling and showing the experiences of others. Joining me today is Nicholas Cole, creative writer, cora rock star, and founder of Digital Press, a ghostwriting and influence agency for serial entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners. Cole, thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So we've gone back and forth a lot, and it's a pleasure to finally get you on here. You have a killer story, and I can't wait to share it with others, and so what we do here is really just highlight people's journeys, and I ask basically just three simple questions. Where you came from, where you're at, and where you're going. So if you'd like to get started, um, why don't you just give our audience a little intro as to who you are and where you came from?
1: Yeah, so I think everybody kind of knows me as um, the story around being a, a World of Warcraft player when I was a teenager. Um, this for me was really my foundation, you know, when I was 17, I was one of the highest ranked World of Warcraft players in uh, North America. Um, but at the time, even more so, I had a very popular gaming blog and that was really my introduction to this whole idea of having an audience on the internet. Uh, this was back in 2007, you know, way before having a, a cooking blog or something was cool, like travel blogging, like blogging in general, wasn't really a cool thing yet. So For me, I was, you know, a teenager, 2007, um, writing about video games, and for whatever reason, I, I kind of started to. Well, really, it was I was writing on this uh, this gaming blog platform. It was almost like a MySpace for gamers with Mm -hmm. blogs. It was like a very early, early social sort of site. Um, and it was gamified. So on the front page, you could see, you know, here are the top 10 uh, most popular blogs of the day and things like that. And so as a gamer, I was very interested in this idea of um, my writing could be, quote unquote, better than someone else's, you know, <laughs> like it was this, this competitive part of me, right? So um, just kind of like through habit and through forcing myself to to write on a daily basis, I ended up becoming one of the most popular writers on this site and had about 10,000 people reading my blog every day as a 17-year-old. As a and And so at a very young age, I understood this concept of if you have people paying attention to you, you have leverage, you have power, you have the ability to um, you, more doors of opportunity come to you, right? So uh, if you fast forward kind of to today and everything that I'm all about, you know, everybody knows me as this uh, online writer. Um, and in a lot of ways, I, I kind of, I like that I've, I'm starting to push the boundary as to what that really means, um, because I don't see writing as just, Uh, the same way that I think a lot of other people do where it's like, you know, you start a blog and you hope that people read it and that's kind of it. I've, I've expanded it a lot more to this idea of building a brand around yourself and this, you know, what we call now personal branding. And in 2007, nobody, that wasn't even a thing. Like there weren't even influencers yet, you know? So, um, it was, it's, if you look at the whole trajectory, you know, and just kind of, um, going back to your question, like that's kind of where I started, um, and then where I am now is basically taking a lot of those lessons. I mean, it's been a decade. You know, this was mm-hmm. 10, 10 years ago, almost to the date. And uh, so now I'm seeing all these new new sites, you know, like I'm really big on Quora. I'm really big on Medium. Um, and, and this idea of if you write and you have an audience and you have people paying attention to you, you have so many more doors of opportunity, whether that's, you know, I want to release, uh, books or products or like, you know, one of the things that I've done is a service company, you know, like that's, that's what digital press is. It's a, it's a writing and editing service essentially for CEOs and entrepreneurs. So if, but all of that comes back to this idea of, if you have an audience, you have the ability to do things like that. Mm -hmm
0: yeah that's awesome man and you it sounded like you were living the dream for like every young kid who ever picks up a video game controller back in the day like um i i guess what made you realize back then even when you were dominating in world of warcraft that you know you're building an audience and you could start telling your story and creating content even at an early age like that
1: so there was a very like defining moment for me um so when i was like uh, I think it was senior year of high school. And like th- th- these are all stories that I tell. So I wrote a book about all this called Confessions of a Teenage Gamer. I published it about a year ago. And this defining moment for me uh, was... My parents had said, you know, you're about to go off to college, you need to get a job, like you need to start earning money for yourself. And obviously, you know, I had grown up on the internet, like before World of Warcraft, it was all, you know, like viral videos on e-bombs world and like playing, you know, like (laughs) Xbox games with my friends till three in the morning. So like technology was just part of me growing up and... So when they said get a job, my first thought wasn't I'm going to go downtown and fill out like a formal job application. My first thought was I'm going to go to the Internet and figure out how I can do something that I enjoy and can earn money as a result. So what I did is I, I remember going back to my desktop and kind of Googling like what are ways that you know you can make money as a gamer. And one of the things that I came up with was um, like you could test video games uh, that was one way of making money, but then there were there was a, uh taking it a step further and actually getting paid to write about games and write about like write walkthrough guides or reviews and things like that. And I was like, huh, that's pretty cool. Like I never even thought to do that. Um so What I did is I I looked for sites that maybe would be doing that um, and I found this one that wrote walkthrough guides and I sent them a message and was like, hey, I'm really interested in uh, writing walkthrough guides for your site because they had said they were looking for writers. Um, Let me know if this is something, you know, I'm like 17 years old trying to figure out like I don't even know how to do this. This is just me exploring like job opportunities, right? And literally five minutes later, I got an email back from the moderator of the site and he goes... Oh my god, I read your gaming blog every day. I would love to have you as a writer. Like, I will pay you 50 bucks an article and like can you start immediately. And like there is something that just flipped in my head where I was like, okay, the fact that I was investing all this time into building an audience, which it wasn't even really about the audience for me. I just liked writing about video games, you know, mm-hmm. like I just I just enjoyed the craft of it. But here I had someone that was b- extracting value from this thing that I was doing for free and then was like, I'll give you a job as a result. And 50 bucks an article for something that I could write in like 20, 30 minutes as a teenager mm-hmm. was like <laughs> like <laughs> far surpassed what I was going to make, you know, like getting a conventional job. And so I was like, okay, so this this switch flipped in me where I realized building – an audience and building yourself on the internet, there's all this value that you can't even really measure. Like, like that opportunity came not because I was like monetizing my blog. It came because I had this audience and then I could, I could leverage that up to something
0: different. That's awesome, man. Um, that's such a great story and it really just makes me think about, you know, the industry that I'm in right now is obviously the personal branding one as well. And, you know, So there are guys like me out there that just preach to people constantly about just trying to cash in on their passions and create content around it and that sort of thing. And you're a perfect example of somebody who found success doing exactly that. Like Like you said, you just enjoyed writing about video games because it was something that you're really into and you weren't really thinking about audience building or anything of that nature at that time. But through that passion and sticking with it, you ended up growing a huge audience anyway. And then later on, you found that, you know your audience can bring you new opportunities. You go to reach out to a site and they happen to be part of your audience and then they're more than thrilled to pay you to, you know, work with them. So that's really cool. It's a really cool example.
1: Yeah. And also too, just building on that for a second is like a lot, you know, personal branding is, it it can be kind of a difficult thing to, to explain the value of because, you know any any sort of uh, marketing, advertising, business development, like anything that falls under that umbrella, everyone thinks very direct ROI. So I put in X amount of money and I should be seeing Y back. Uh, but with personal branding, it's it's such it's such a different investment because what you're doing is you're you're sacrificing a lot of short term rewards for a much much bigger long term payoff. And what that long term payoff is is the fact that. You're no longer going out to seek opportunities, but opportunities essentially come to you. And so when people see what I've built for myself today, they don't see the past, you know, four years of me writing on Quora every single day, right? They just mm-hmm. see like the, oh, wow, like you, you know you have like X, y, z, all these things right now, but they don't see like that journey. And even more so, Going back, you know, before Quora was like years spent just practicing writing on my own and then my years as a gaming blogger and like all those hours spent late at night. And so it's a lot more about the 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 craft of sharing what you know and then and then doing it enough to where down the road other people come back to you. And now today, I mean, I'm I open my inbox every morning and it's like, hey, I love your writing like, are there opportunities at digital press? Hey, I love your writing. I would love to be a client of yours. Hey, I love your writing. Can I republish this? Like, And and so all of these things start coming back to you, but it's it it's not like you set out in the beginning to go, when is that ROI going to pay off? It's just, you have to be focused on the craft and the journey of it. And then eventually the whole tide switches.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And since you mentioned Quora, I know that's been a big part of your personal journey. I'd love to uh, spend a few minutes just chatting about that. Of, it, It's interesting that you know, you've made your mark writing and um, you know, you made you wrote that book early on and then you had this hugely successful blog, and then you translated it over to Quora. It's interesting to see what happened with the video game industry of people being able to have platforms to create content in the form of video and streaming and all that good stuff that, you know, people have gone on to make huge brands just around streaming their live gaming experiences and things like that. But mm-hmm. I would love to get your take on you know, why you chose writing and to stick with that. And then when you found Cora, like, what was that like? And how'd you proceed down that path?
1: Yeah. So I think it's interesting because now everyone's saying video is king. And if you're not doing video, you're going to you know miss the boat and everything. And, right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's hard because I see it like you got to remember in 2007, when I said, I want to write online, everyone around me was like, you're an idiot. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, they, and they said, you're an idiot because it wasn't cool yet. Okay. And then fast forward a decade and now I'm like, I I still want to write online and everyone's like, well, that's not video. You're an idiot. And I'm like, okay, well, you're still wrong because it's not like people aren't reading. It's just videos, another medium and half the videos that go viral have text over them anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. So like words will always be a part of the ecosystem. Like language isn't going anywhere. It's just, it takes on different forms. And so if you go back, like right around the time when I quit playing World of Warcraft competitively, like I kind of reached the, my peak and I decided like I was done. I wasn't really, you know, I was burned out. I just didn't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. That was right, right as I was 2008, 2009, right around when uh, the whole like YouTube uh Uh, gaming influencer streaming sort of movement happened and all and all these gamers were like wow i can really build an audience around myself and i can make it very visual and that was right around the time when i kind of like stepped back and for me like i'll always want to test material and and video something that i do want to continue to explore and kind of make more uh, a bigger part of my brand but at the end of the day i'm a writer that's what i do best Mm -hmm. so it's 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 always better to invest your time in the thing that you're better at anyway. So like if if someone makes their decisions off of say, say they know I'm a great writer, but I hear video is like a a more upward facing trend and they make their decision off of what's trending, they'll never be as successful because they're not as good at that. Mm -hmm. You're you're far better off investing in the thing that you're really good at and that you genuinely love because you'll take that farther and every single person that was like you will never be able to do this with writing like okay i did it and not only did i do it but like now i'm now i feel like i've gotten to a point where i can start pushing the boundary and change the game a little bit and i've even like one of my big strategies that i've done very differently is uh putting my own pictures in my Quora answers or in my medium posts mm-hmm. and I get comments all the time where people are like you're a narcissist or like <laughs> you don't you know or like you're so self-centered or like why do you always put pictures of yourself but they don't realize that in doing that I'm I'm pushing that boundary of what it means to be a writer like it shouldn't just be words on a page the ecosystem changed the internet has changed the way we consume information has changed so by me stepping out from behind the words And showing you like this is me as a human being that all of a sudden puts an image to it. And that image in itself is something that doesn't exist very much with writing because most writers are like, I'm going to hide and I'm going to stay behind my words. That's great. But Mm -hmm. I want to do something different with that. You know, like I want to push it. So, yeah, I I would I I don't even remember the question that you originally (laughs) asked, but like I'm just I think it's really, really important for people to think about not not chasing whatever's trending, but only Invest like really, really investing the majority of your time into what you genuinely care about and what you think you're best at.
0: No, that's perfect, and that's something I run into all the time with the people I try to work with. It's you know, everyone's like, Should I start a YouTube channel or should I start a podcast? And one of the first questions I'll ask them is, Well, what do you feel comfortable with starting and what are you passionate about and what medium do you communicate best in? And you know, you can expand and push those boundaries over time, but. Yeah, I mean, the point is, is that anybody can make anything of themselves in whatever medium. Like, it, just because writing's been around the longest doesn't mean that video's any better. And, you know, it it's really interesting to see the people that are really grown brands through just writing. I mean, you look at, you know, the Seth Godins of the world and the Malcolm Gladwells. And, you know, these are guys that they, to this day, just only write words every single day and they don't exactly put out videos or podcasts or things like that. And you know, they continue to grow a huge audience there. And it's been interesting to see you do the same thing. Um, Would you, could you tell us a little bit about Digital Press and some of the things you guys have been up to lately through that?
1: Yeah, so for anyone uh, that doesn't know, so Digital Press is essentially a a writing, editing service for CEOs, entrepreneurs, keynote speakers. Um, it's, It's essentially this idea of, I think, that the world's smartest people have a lot to share, um, the people that you want to be learning from are the ones that have actually built successful companies and the the people that have that knowledge don't typically have the time to sit down and and come up with you know what's a good topic to frame this idea in or how do I write this maybe they, they don't even have the writing skills or they don't want to take the time to write so for me you know being in the entrepreneurship world uh, if you're an entrepreneur or you're someone in business you're you're most likely reading you know I feel like everyone's Everyone's eyes are on the entertainment world and they're so focused on, you know, like the Instagram and the Instagrams of the Internet and and the viral videos and like what's entertaining. But they don't realize that all these all these very smart people, um, they're reading, they're they're scrolling through articles, they're, you know, whether it's through LinkedIn or Medium or certain publications like they want to read. Um, They're not flipping through Instagram watching, you know, like 30 second cat videos. So. In terms of creating content, what I've really thought about since I've I've done this essentially as a just a freelancer and writer over the past few years, but um, realizing that it can be turned into a service is taking that and and systematizing it so what we do is we basically interview uh, these people ask them questions that we think will prompt interesting responses just like on a podcast right you ask a question if you ask me a question it, I just I know the answer like yep. it's something that I know really well and I just start talking and that's kind of the point is a lot of these people if you just ask them the right question they'll just talk and they'll give you so much knowledge and so we take that and then we essentially just, edit it so that it reads uh, like, a, like a piece that someone's going to want to to read or share. Um, and, I, and I've kind of come up with that style based on my own writing and things that I know perform well and certain structures that people are going to want to share, topics. Um, so that that is just a service that's built off of essentially the recipe that I've created and I follow for myself.
0: That's awesome. And I guess one quick question that's a follow-up to that is when you're working with these people, I'm sure you're learning all kinds of interesting things about them and, and you're helping create killer content for them. I guess, how do you explain to them, because this is something I run into a lot with my clients, how do you explain to them that building a brand takes time and it's more of a journey than an overnight type of thing?
1: You know, what I've found is, um, I, I mean, in the most simple form, price point really defines the type of person you're working with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as as someone like, hey, I remember when I would write articles for seriously $20 a pop, you know, and when you're writing articles for $20 a pop, you're usually working with a certain type of client, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and what I've always found is that, uh, you know, you need the skills to back up what you're pricing yourself at. But usually lower price point clients want a lot more for a lot less, yeah. you know, so they want they want to drive a Ferrari, but pay for half a Honda, you know, <laughs> and so it's just not realistic. Whereas with digital press, you know, something like, obviously, I've put in the work. So I feel like I, I, I really am one of the most knowledgeable people in this space. It's something that, you know, like my own writing kind of serves as proof of that. But it's the price point defines the type of person that you work with. And the people that uh, are paying a good amount of money to do it are, u- are usually the ones that have the most realistic expectations. You know, they're the ones that walk in the door and go, I'm not going to judge this off of a month I'm going to judge it off of a year Mm -hmm. and I'm not expecting you know to go viral tomorrow and in all honesty it's not even really viral that I'm looking for it's really like quality of content and getting to build you know a core audience and really the people in my own network seeing you know and reading the things that I know so their expectations are totally different whereas other people come in and they try and lowball you and they're like I want to go viral this month how many times are you going to get me to go viral and I'm like do you you even know what that word means like do you even like like what is your definition of that and so it for me that's that's a really big indicator um i don't i don't even (laughs) i i just don't but i don't enjoy working with people that have those inflated expectations because for someone like me i've been in the trenches you know like i've built everything with zero ad budget Everything that I've done is just the result of testing and hard work. So for for someone to come through the door and go, I want everything that you have and more in like 100th the time for a very low price, I'm like, I I can't work with you because there's nothing positive is going to come from this. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, I think that's a mistake a lot of business owners make going in is they don't properly identify who their target audience is. Um, A lot of people think that you know, especially with something like personal branding, now that I'm in this space as well, it's it's the kind of thing that it's easy to think that it's something that is valuable enough that anybody can be your audience. But once you get into the practice of selling it, you learn quickly that that's not the case. Um, so it sounds like you and I have both had a similar experience in that vein of, you know, you get to pick who your customer is in the same way that they get to pick who they're paying to help them with this.
1: 100%. And, and I think too, even just Again, with personal branding, like even just digital advertising in general, everyone is so focused on, you know, how do I get 8 million views on this one thing or how do I go viral or how do I become this? And it's like, especially with personal branding, that's not what matters, it like there are a lot of people or a lot of industries or a lot of scenarios where you don't need to go viral in order to make an impact. And like a great example is, you know, we have clients in, in kind of obscure industries where this isn't a very common practice. You know, it's like biotech or venture capital or things where like, what are you going to do? Have an article on like, you know, biotech trends go viral. How big <laughs> is that audience really? You know, but that's, that's not what you need. The fact is, when you are at a certain position at a company or you have a certain direct network or you hold a certain status within your industry, just you authoring content, period, is going to change the game for you because that means your own network is going to start seeing your thoughts and your opinions and your beliefs and and what it is that you're thinking about on a day-to-day basis. And if you have a great network and those people are reading your content, that's already going to open doors of opportunity for you. So... The, the first question I always ask people is like, what are your expectations and what sort of ROI are you looking for? And what I have found is that the higher that you go on the ladder and like the the more quality people that you work with, a lot of their ROI really has nothing to do with, I want to go viral. It has a lot more solid content that I would, I would be proud to put my name on. Can you help me construct this based on my own insight? So then I can point the people in my network to it so that I don't have to say the same thing over and over again. I can just be like, here, I wrote a great piece on this. Check it out.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. The The networking angle and aspect of that is really important too. And, um, you know, I like what you said about, you know, you're creating stuff and the first people that are going to see it are the network and audience that you already have. And you just end up branding yourself as that guy that, you know, knows about that one thing that if, they or anybody that they know happens to come across that, that they're going to come to you because you've stood out in their feeds and and that sort of thing. So that's cool. 100%. Yeah.
1: And it happens. It happens every day, by the way. Like I cannot tell you how many times I will go grab dinner with someone or a group of friends or whatever. And one of the first things that someone says is, Hey, I just read your article. And like that's not even an ego thing. That's just like I'm I'm showing the opportunity. That's someone in like my own personal network, maybe a friend of a friend who's like, I read something that you wrote. And then maybe it got them thinking and they're like, you know what? I have a friend that's actually working on a startup that's just like that. I, I didn't even know that you were thinking about that. I'll connect you to. And that happens all the time. And so like for me, I'm, I'm a great example. Like I'm 27 years old and, and, you know, just sharing these things that I've learned along the way. And I don't consider myself to be the smartest person on the planet, you know? So when I go and I work with the CEO of a hundred million dollar company, I'm like, chances are your network is probably a lot better than mine. And you, you probably have a lot more of potential doors of opportunity. So if this is already happening for me on my end, in my small little way, like that's, what's going to happen for you. And that's really the point.
0: Cool. So uh, we talked about, you know, where you came from. We talked about what you're up to now. Why don't we just end with, um, you know, where you see yourself going and what, you know, are you planning on just building digital press for the next several years? Like what, what's really on your mind as far as a long-term goal?
1: Yeah, I think this year was very focused on building digital press. I mean, we, we went from essentially zero to a a full-time team in about six months. So that, awesome. that 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 took a lot of my time and and just, you know, getting that team in place and building the foundation and kind of creating all the things that go into starting a company. Apparently it's a lot of work, you know? Yep. <laughs> um so that's where this year I really took a step back in a lot of ways from my own personal brand in order to focus on that. And now that a lot of that is starting to be solidified, um, I think this next year is going to be a lot more focused on than taking uh, putting more focus back into my personal brand so that I can continue to drive opportunities for digital press. Because the more that I share, the more that I write, um, this year, actually, I do want to integrate uh, video more into my writing, but same thing. It's more, I want it to be a, a component of, and not the sole focus. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I still see writing as that, that primary pillar. Um, and, and I've just found with my own content, you know, like, and I'm sure you've seen this too, writing on Quora and other places. Uh, Medium's a great example. The more that you share as an individual, the more you drive opportunities for yourself. And it's, it's literally a direct correlation. Like there are some weeks where we'll get 20, 30 inbound leads for digital press. And my co-founder, Drew, will be like, did something happen? Like all, all of a sudden we're getting bombarded with inbound leads and I'll go check some platform. And like last week, I had a Medium article go viral. It did like 70,000 in a day. And and it was like direct correlation. That article popping off that day, inbound leads like exponentially increased. So that's where, you know, you build the foundation, kind of take a step back from the personal brand in order to create that. And then now that that's in place, now I can spend more time doing more output.
0: That's great, man. Congrats on all your success to date. And I can't wait to personally just watch you grow into the future and see what you turn digital press into. So just to wrap things up then really quickly, you just want to let people know how best to reach you?
1: Sure. So all my personal info is on Uh, nicholascole.com. uh All my social sites are nicholascole77. And then for digital press, it's getdigitalpress.com.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Cole. Um, it's a pleasure as always. Can't wait to just keep connected and you know just chat about personal branding stuff. <laughs>
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it.